Hello and welcome to another edition of Valley Voice. I'm Scott Trotter and today I'm joined by Clive Yildon, our Charlton writer. Hi Scott. And Tom Moore, our Brentford writer. Hello. So, big week for Charlton this week, but I guess we should start with what happened last week in the FA Cup. Clive, would you like to tell us a bit about it? Yeah, they lost the game 3-1. Disappointing, um, really, for the Charlton fans who made the trip um, to Kingston. Um, there were big chances in the game. Uh, again, Carl Robinson afterwards bemoaned the, the lack of uh, taking those chances, particularly at key moments. Uh, it was one all in the second half early on when Josh McGuinness had you know the simplest of, of chances. They all seemed to fall to him. Uh, Jay De Silva hit uh, a cross-come shot, which the keeper parried onto the bar. It came out, he's four yards out, he just had to knock the ball into virtually an empty net, managed to sky it over the bar and he put his head in his hands and that was the sort of luck they were having in front of goals. So um, yeah, and then obviously Wimbledon went on to score a couple more goals. So disappointing because the draw paired Wimbledon with Tottenham away. So uh, the road to Wembley would have been a very short one for Charlton this season. <laughs> <laughs> just talking about those missed chances, you, you, you were once top goal scorer in New Zealand. Um, what, what goes through a striker's mind when, they, when they're getting those chances? And I imagine you might, might have missed some sitters in your day as well. And uh, <laughs> talk us about that, the, the art of scoring goals then, Clive. Well, they do play on your mind when you do miss a chance. But of course, you want them to keep coming because you've got to be brave enough to take the next one. Um, and they will keep coming. I think uh, it does annoy me sometimes. This is not a criticism, criticism of uh, McGuinness, by the way. But looking generally, even in the Premier League, you see strikers who want to get the ball on the right foot and they want that extra second to do this or that. The art of goal scoring is to take a chance however it comes to you in that split second that you get that chance. Of course, you get moments when you have to be composed and it's a one-on-one with a keeper or whatever and you have time to think. But when you don't have time to think and it's just, it's just instinct, I don't like to see players try to do this one more touch when they don't need it. If it comes on your left foot, hit it with your left foot. Um, and that's, that was my philosophy. Um, it's difficult to see Miss Chance because you, you've got a feel from McGuinness. There's been three or four games this season when he's, he's missed a really good chance. And you can see it's played on his mind. He's holding his head in his hands. He realises the significance of it, particularly when, when the other team go and score what proves to be a winner like at Gillingham. Um, that can be quite galling. And I think as a striker, yes, it does play on your mind just as much as the ones you score, mm. to be honest. So overall, we've got that sort of cliche that always comes when you exit the FA Cup. Overall, is help Charlton for the rest of the season? Their big, their big goal is promotion, and, and that's it. Um, Carl Robinson would play an understrength team in the FA Cup anyway, although he's got so many injuries at the moment. He did have to put quite a strong team out. Um, they were without six or seven regulars still because of the injury situation, but it's still a strong team. Um, Carl and Ahern Grant's come in now. He's managed to score a goal two games running, which is which is great for him. Uh, one of those strikers where, when he has time to think about it, doesn't always do the right thing, but there he was, making a great run into the box to, to put away uh, a fairly routine chance, but you've still got to be there to put them away. So, um, yeah, the overall goal is promotion, that horrible cliche concentrate on the league well that's what Charlton have got to do because that that is their sole purpose this season and that's what the fans want as well and it won't be too much of a dent to the confidence for the next weekend I don't think so because he probably would have played a different side anyway um, 
they're still in the Checker Trade Trophy, of course. Um, but you know they're in the top six of League One. They're where they would probably uh, like to be at this stage of the season. They're not there to be shot at. I think we're going to top at the moment. Um, so they're sort of in that mix. There's a six-point gap, six clubs. It could go. You know, there's a lot of football to be played. So uh, they'll be quite happy with where they are. Although they could have been in a better position. And this week sees a big anniversary for the Addicts as well. Yeah. Well, today, actually, 5th of December. Um, I always remember the 5th of December because it's my birthday. Happy <laughs> birthday, Clive. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, significant day for Charlton back in 1992 when they'd had seven years away from the, from the ground, um, put into exile, uh, playing at Selhurst Park, Crystal Palace, of course, their big rivals, and then Upton Park before gloriously going back to the the ground and winning against Portsmouth uh, 1-0. I think Colin Walsh got the goal. Um, so that's fantastic memories for Charlton fans and Twitter is alive today with all their feelings about what it was like and thanking the people that took them back to the club and, and what it actually means. And of course, they're playing Portsmouth again, which is quite a coincidence on Saturday, December the 9th, which is the anniversary game. Could, could the uh, EFL maybe have... Uh sort of tweaks it just just to uh, as it as it's an anniversary game it could could they have maybe done something there or is that just uh, the old conspiracy theory going I really don't know I mean it's the same week isn't it which yeah. is quite quite spooky really to think that it is that maybe they had a word with the league at the start and said look please could you uh, arrange for us to play Portsmouth on that Saturday who knows <laughs> um, but it's going to be a great day because I think a lot of Charlton fans who have stayed away because of the ownership situation uh, will come back for that one day to celebrate 25 years I mean it's a, a, a big thing I mean I suppose getting back to the Valley we obviously that that was almost the catalyst for their their great successes in the uh, late 90s early early 2000s when they were mid-table Premier League side yeah absolutely they've you know they've had a fantastic run in the Premier League um, we all know why that went wrong. Um, but funnily enough, the 5th of December, they'd beaten Millwall on that day in the 90s. They'd beat Crystal Palace on that day. It's a significant date for, for three or four reasons in that respect. But yes, um, the ground situation is fantastic. They had a brilliant run in the Premier League. They've fallen on hard times in recent years. Um, the ownership battle hasn't helped. The fans aren't happy at all. But obviously, good news recently for them that Roland de Chatelier said he's open to offers and hoping to sell the club. So the fans are desperate for that to, to happen at some stage. Whether it means he'll accept the first offer that comes along, who knows? Who knows how much he's going to be asking for the club? But um, that's a different situation. This week, it's all about the fans uniting behind the club and coming to support them for what is a momentous occasion. Yes, I mean, that'll be a first time for a long time as well all the fans coming back together again. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many are staying away, but there's talk of three, four, five thousand people who, who are staying away because of the ownership situation. That is a lot of people. Um, I think it was last summer, 40% of the season ticket holders didn't renew, or the summer before last, in 2016. You know, that's a big, significant number of people that love Charlton. You've only got to look at what's talked about on social media and... The, the Kent connection and there's all sorts of fans that come out of the woodwork at certain times you know they are a club that's well supported they've got fantastic supporters it's a friendly lovely club um, and they want to welcome back 
anybody that wants to go and support Charlton. Carl Robinson has been fantastic with the supporters as well. He, you know, he applauds the ones that come to the ground and he has respect for the people that stay away because that's their prerogative if they want to do that. And they're all Charlton fans in his eyes. So hopefully this Saturday, they've been getting 11, 12,000 people for Saturday home games. Hopefully that'll be up at somewhere like 15 maybe and there'll be a, a much better atmosphere. Although they do create a fantastic noise anyway when the... Uh, when the drummer gets going and Charlton are winning. <laughs> well, I think Portsmouth are taking a fair few fans as well, aren't they? I think they they've, of... they've sold 3,000 tickets initially um, and apparently the Jimmy Seed stand behind the goal holds that many, so it's going to be an absolutely amazing atmosphere. The first time I've seen that stand behind the goal full mm. and there's talk of them being um, given extra seating as well. So, you know, good fair play to, to, to Portsmouth. I mean, they're very well supported, aren't they? At home, they're getting 17 thousand I think they'll get in that in league two so um, it's a local game for them relatively speaking so they're going to come up and enjoy their day and what about the owner because I know that um, Charleston fans have been uh, sort of protesting I think they've even uh, they've even formed a uh, Roland out today party in uh, in Belgium and uh, a fielding a uh, candidate in there in the local, in his constituency's local elections uh, next year that's that's certainly the latest I've sort of heard yeah. on that I mean they just want him to go, Tom. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know the ins and outs of it. I've only been covering the club for eight months. But when I arrived last season towards the end of uh, the League One campaign, it was a poisonous atmosphere in the ground. There were protests all the time. I went to Coventry and marched with the protesters. Uh, Coventry were prote- protesting as well. It had a huge disruptive influence on the pitch, I think. Um, and this year they've made the stand that they're not going to interfere with the games. They're not going to... Uh, protest, although the feelings are still there, um, because they don't want to upset Charlton's promotion push. So, you know, I haven't seen a single protest. I've not heard virtually a one Roland out this season, and I've been to a lot of the games. So, that situation has changed. But obviously, he's he's been involved with five football clubs across Belgium, and, and obviously Charlton in England. He's, I think he's sold his shares in Standard Liège. He's since got rid of. Um, San Triodin, I can't even say it properly, but uh, another one of his clubs in Belgium. So there is talk of him becoming a little bit disinterested in football and wanting to um, maybe move away from that side of things. Uh, he's a, obviously a businessman who's got other interests and football has only been on the back seat as far as Charlton fans are concerned and that's one of the reasons they're not, they don't like him. They want him to be more involved and he, he hasn't been. So... Uh, yeah, hopefully he'll sell the club soon and the fans will come back and everybody will be happy again. Um, so with a good atmosphere expected this weekend, are the club going to curry favour by having sort of anything to commemorate the date or will Alan Kirbishley show his face? Or I don't know about that actually. Um, I should know, but I've been um, concentrating more on the FA Cup stuff. What's been? I will have a look at that towards the end of the week, but uh, I know there's um, an opera singer before the game very famous person who I've not heard of myself but <laughs> I think they're, they're doing a few things to entice the fans along to the game there's anniversary shirts being sold with commemorative boxes and you know it's a big thing it's a big thing for the club and, and they want to attract as many people as possible but I suppose down to the nitty gritty of it how are they going to do against Portsmouth this weekend? Well they need to win you know they've uh, had a couple of home draws recently they beat Rochdale at home but they drew with MK Dons um, and drew the last game as well so they do need to start picking up um, three points at home 
they've, they've only lost one game in 10 in the league, so it's a pretty good record, but they do need to sort of push on a little bit. They've slipped from third to sixth um, because of those draws, and uh, they'll be looking for, for those three points. Portsmouth will obviously want to upset that, that rhythm. Uh, the good thing is for Charlton, they may have three or four players back from injury at the weekend. Ben Reeves, Chris Solly, a couple of others are, are said to be nearing full fitness again. So um, it'll be interesting to see who Robinson plays. Uh, Billy Clark is another one that could be back and he's been a big loss for Charlton in the last uh, two or three weeks. And um, I think he's had a calf muscle injury and he keeps the game ticking over for them. A new signing in the summer who was a little bit unsung when he had first arrived. Wasn't one of the big names, but uh, obviously without him, they've lacked a little bit of creativity. So uh, hopefully he'll be back and Charlton need to go out and win the game. And I believe Portsmouth beat Charlton earlier on in the season as well, so a chance to get a bit of redemption. Portsmouth beat them in the Chuck Trade Trophy um, to top their group, which meant um, Charlton had to go away in the next round. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, good atmosphere. Charlton will want to win. I don't, you know, they won the game in 1992 1-0. I'm sure they'll take a 1-0 this weekend, regardless of uh, who scores the goal and what the entertainment's like. They, you know, the, the sole aim is to get three points and to get promotion at the end of this season. So uh, that's what they'll be looking to do. So I guess kind of rolling on from there, um, you haven't been club, covering the club that long, but do you have a best Valley memory? A best Valley memory probably came this season when they beat Northampton 4-1. They were 2-1 up going into the 90th minute and two goals. I think Jake Forstokaski got a double in stoppage time and the the atmosphere was absolutely fantastic. The fans stayed behind, you know, singing Robinson's name. And it was the first feeling that I've seen among Charlton fans that they were absolutely thrilled to bits with the result, the performance, everything. Because at the end of last season, there were some really bad days, performances, feelings in the, in the crowd, weren't creating chances. Now they're creating lots. Yeah, so for me, Northampton at home was... Um, a great one. There's an iconic picture of Robinson punching the air as he's looking up at the supporters. Um, they haven't actually had a day like that since. And <laughs> so um, I'm hoping that, yeah, one of these days they'll probably maybe score three or four goals again. That was on the 19th of August. It was the second home game of the season. So um, there's been a couple of disappointing memories after that. Losing at home to Wigan 3-0 was, was one of them. Um, but uh, yeah drawing with Peterborough last week and Milton Keynes a couple of weeks before at home they really do need to start winning at the Valley now and hopefully they will on Saturday I guess yeah. for another good memory let's hope so yeah <laughs> um, but what, I suppose it, when, when, when you look at it I mean obviously you say Billy Clark could be back I mean I remember watching Billy Clark at Brentford nearly 10 years ago and uh, scoring a promotion winning and title winning goal, goals for the club I mean how big an impact has he been this season? Do you think he's he didn't come at the he came as a sort of forward or an attacking midfielder? Um, everyone suddenly thought that Carl Robinson had brought a striker in, and, and Robinson said, "Look, look at his goal record. He's not a striker, and he scored one. I think this season, maybe two. I think it's just one. Um, but he keeps the game ticking over. He's he's very good on the ball, uses some silky skills, and when you haven't got Reeves in the team or Marshall." which was the case because of their injuries. You need a Billy Clark and a Tariq Fossey, someone who's going to provide a little bit of creativity. So he's, uh, he's been a, a big player for, for Charlton in the start, at the start of the season. Now 
Marshall's back, Reeves is in and out with injury, Fossey's out at the moment. You know, if he can come back in on Saturday, they've got that extra player who can just keep things ticking over. I, I do enjoy watching Billy Clark play. Put you on the spot, what's your prediction for Saturday? 2-1 to Charlton. But then I always go for a Charlton win. I'm always wrong. <laughs> now I think I'm going to be right this weekend. The euphoria, the atmosphere, everybody getting behind the club, hopefully lifted as well by the Portsmouth fans. You know, who, who doesn't want to play in front of a big crowd at the Valley? It's a great stadium, produces a good atmosphere, lots of noise. So as a player, you, you would be lifted by that. And um, yeah, I'm hoping that Charlton win the game 2-1. Or more. Well, that would certainly be nice. I think we'll wrap it up on that positive note. Thanks to both Tom and uh, Clive for joining us this week. We'll be back next week as well. And you can listen to this on kentlive.news and follow all the reaction from this weekend's games. Thanks a lot. Thanks.